foundlings. Welcome back to part three, episode four of Odd Doggies. I am your game master. Actually, I'm your dungeon master because this is D&D Dungeons and Doggies, fifth edition. Aha. We are back at the table. I am Emily, also known as Snow from the Sorta Online podcast, which you should also go take a listen to. So let's go around the table and introduce ourselves, starting to my right. Oh, I'm to her right. I am Quentin. I am normally the GM of the Sword Art Online podcast, but here in this universe, which is still technically my universe, Snow, the character in my universe, is running this universe of odd doggies for all of us, where I will be playing my character, Wilson. Uh, I am normally a cavalier, but right now I am playing a character who is Copper, who is a level three druid, level three barbarian. You know, I've just realized something, Wilson. Yeah. You sound like Satric Car mm. from Sponge. I do or Copper does. Copper does. Yeah. Yeah. Copper kind of does. Uh, what is it? He's also about a um, Sponge Square. Was that it? Uh, sponge Boy. Sponge Boy. You got to right. remember the famous line uh, a spon- Sponge Boy me Bob. Hello, everyone. My name is Daniel, and I'm playing Daniel playing Stas because that's not confusing in any way, shape, or form. Stas is a black German shepherd ranger who just like shooting things with his bows and occasionally remembering he has spell slots. Mm, that useful thing. Yeah, that useful thing that I forgot Rangers got. I am Justin. I uh, am playing Clerk Kent, and Clerk Kent is playing Spark, the the adorable Sheba dog who is a thief. Uh, I'm another voice inside Quentin's head. My name is Selena. In real life, I'm a druid, but that was already taken in this campaign, so I decided to step out of my comfort zone and play a cleric. And I am playing, in honor of no one in particular, my character, Schmalahan, who is a level six cleric. So, uh, welcome back, everybody, to the table. I Ooh. hope your bathroom break was uh, short enough that you got, or long enough you got to do your duty. <laughs> you said duty. Okay. So I'm going to bring us into the story. Let's go. Let me just open up this book again. Snow, you know us ladies don't do our duty. We flower. Flower, you're right. We flower. It seems that you are getting closer to the end of your quest. The Rod of Torrance is in sight, but it is encased inside of a giant blue crystal, surrounded by a whirlpool of water. Of course, being the inquisitive good boys and girls that you are, you decide to explore the cave a bit, and you discover there's a path blocked by a large hole. Spark courageously leapt forward, only to realize, too late, that his legs didn't have the strength to propel him the entire way across. And after rescuing your party member, you all decide, perhaps it's best to take a rest. So, it's great. We're starting off this episode with a short rest. Uh, just to clarify, what did everybody do during the short rest? Oh, uh, I slept. That's okay. the point of the rest. Actually, uh, something else you can do during your short rest, this is what you do if you don't really need to recover hit points, for example, you can look at a magic item 
and determine its properties as long as you focus on it for the entire short rest. I'm debating whether it's worth it because I want to stare at the sock, but at the same time, I cannot currently transform into anything, and the short rest would get me my wild shape back. Stas is going to look at the pendant or necklace or whatever you want to call it that he took originally when they started the quest. I would see if I could find anything and attempt to fix the torn bunny rabbit. And I would focus on the torn bunny rabbit for the, the short rest. So for those of you, which I would assume would be copper, you can roll up to the number of hit dice of your level. Oh, I'm not, I'm, I'm not missing any HP. You're not re- missing no, any HP? No, no, no. Is anybody missing any HP that would do that otherwise? Otherwise, you don't uh, recover oh, any HP. I, I am. I don't think I but am. I'm, I'm just going to use my channel divinity to heal a flat static amount. I don't. I, I, I was going to uncover the magical item thing, but I can't remember what I took. I don't remember what you I... Had a you had a You took a scroll case, remember? And you oh, that's, oh, that's right. There. I did. Yes, I do. I, I did do that. Yeah, so that's... Uh, I want to inspect that. I can't remember what the words were that you told us. I want to reveal its magical properties. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So you basically, you're going to focus on it. So let's start with Stas. Focusing very hard. For Stas, he focuses very hard. His eyes almost start crossing with how far, far, (laughs) with how hard he is focusing on this pendant. You see that as you're looking at it, You notice that the face is made of wood, and you learn that when you wear the pendant around your neck and you activate it, you are now under the protection of the ghost of a long-deceased warrior. Sweet. Anytime you are attacked, there's a 25% chance that the attack is mysteriously blocked or a spell directed at them fails. Hmm, this is the this is the blow by blow. But what actually happens is you get the sensation you should put this on. That oh. sounds really good. Stas is going to place the pendant on the ground and um shove his nose into the ground and uh flip it up around his neck. Ooh, I like that. That's mm. that's fun. Mm. Okay. So yeah, it's a really good description. I love it. So you do this and as you feel the necklace or the pendant fall into place just around where your collar is sitting. You see before you a blue translucent figure form. It appears to be somebody who is wearing somewhat of samurai armor. I'm going with samurai because I just, I, it feels right. It feels right. You know what? It's uh, the ghost it's of Clyde. Cl- it's <laughs> Wait, Clyde's dead? Inside. Uh, inside. Oh, you're right. That does make sense. This is what he could have been if this he wasn't such a pansy Clyde. right now. This yeah, is yeah, Fit yeah, Clyde. yeah. Yeah. So you're basically being protected by Fit Clyde. <laughs> Yo, that Clyde was actually useful. <laughs> what am I talking about? Ice cream making Clyde also useful, just in a very different way. All right. Also, this is also more information for you. <laughs> I, li- I like this. this Wait, is there's from- more that it does? Yeah, it does a little bit more. This is These are fun items. More than a 25% block chance? That's insane. Yeah. Um, does It does not apply to AoE spells, however. FYI. This is determined for any armor checks or spell saves. From time to time, when the user is in danger, the ghost will appear and attempt to deliver a warning through gestures. On rare occasions, a simple artifact is left behind as a clue to the nature of the impending danger. If the user is ever critically damaged to the point of death, the ghost will suddenly appear and absorb the blow with its own form. Wow, Clyde, you're being selfless. Wow, Clyde's like way cooler in ghost form. When this happens, the ghost disappears in a brilliant flash of light and is gone forever. Oh, poor ghost Clyde. The ghost, I want you to know, ghost Clyde is like 
signing this to you, like with his body. He's making you do this as charades. Wow, I, d- I, I didn't know you spoke sign language. I'm just imagining like Stas on his hind legs, like trying to communicate with this ghost with his front paws. I didn't know there was ASL for dogs. And like tilting his head and like. It's perfect. I like it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So then, Selena, you. Yeah. If you want to look around for something to repair the bunny, you can. It says I need a lodestone. You need a lodestone, and you don't find one here. But, but it says they're really common. You do not find one but here uh, in the cave. I'm going to let you know right now. Um, after I wouldn't find one, I guess I would just take time examining the bunny to make sure that it's okay and see what exactly it does. Also, a lodestone is a magnetized piece of rock. You asked me about that last time, and I apologize. I didn't know. All yeah, right. I looked it up. The okay. power of Google compels us. You're not going to find a lodestone in this cave. What do you mean? There's it's no magnetic rock in the magnetic rock to the sea caves. Are there? I don't know. Is there? I don't know. Is there? Daniel? I don't know, GM. Is there? Daniel? Daniel? Why are you looking at me? Oh, okay. You're smart. Okay. So, after disappointingly not finding a lodestone Very sad. the sea cave with it, crystals. I don't know if there are any magnets in all of these piles of gold. Aren't there magnets and compasses? You don't find a compass. Dang. All right, well then, what does the bunny do? So, you plop right down and you start to I examine harumph. the bunny. You no, harumph? No, I harumph. Okay, so you harumph with the bunny. Yes. Do you chew on it? Yeah. Okay, so you nom on it. I, I nom on it a little bit and I cuddle up with it and I kind of relax and play with it and try and figure out what it does. Okay, so this bun bun is known as the uh, bun bun of soothing. The bun bun. I love it. The Bun-Bun is a tattered-looking stuffed rabbit toy, which seems to be forever on the verge of falling to pieces. Oh, no, not Bun-Bun. Yeah. It always seems to be falling on the verge of pieces. You wouldn't be able to repair it. Oh, I couldn't? No. Okay. Yeah. But it's soothing. when you chew on it, you cast the spell Calm Emotions, or if you stroke it, with a DC of 12 plus the bearer's charisma modifier. What's the bearer's charisma modifier? You're the bear. Oh, the bearer, not, not the, the bear. bear. And also it's a bunny, not a bear. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So you, you um, as you chew on it, you feel very calm. <laughs> the anxiety <laughs> you were feeling about not finding a lodestone fades, fades away. away. I'm mm-hmm. not letting you roll will save because you're too relaxed. I am. I'm very relaxed. The anxiety of spark drowning, the world coming to an end, some lady over there being incredibly ugly, and also us not being able to get to the rod right now. The bun-bun has two charges and resets after being cuddled through a long rest. Are you telling me this thing recharges via cuddles? It does. Oh my god, I love this thing. Let me cuddle with it. That's what I, That's the only thing I'm doing the entire short rest. Well, it has to be recharged on a long I rest. am okay. cuddling with bun-bun. You cannot take this away from me. And, well, Clark Kent, ahem, for Spark, let me ask you something. Do you remember what you put inside of the scroll case earlier? I do. Do you take it out? Do you open it up? Do you just look? What do you do? I, I look. I look at it. Okay, you, so you observe the outside of the case? Yes. As you stare and focus on the scroll case, not the scroll itself, the scroll case, you get this sensation and you, you feel a word cross in your mind. Artifice scriptum. You have a sensation that when you put things inside, like documents, scrolls, that the case may have some effect on them where it may work to restore them to their original condition when they were first created. 
Hmm. Can I look at the scroll I put in it? Sure. You pop open the lid and you pull out the scroll. And pulling out the scroll, you find a blank sheet of paper. <laughs> oh, no. How it was. It's just a scroll. How it was when it was originally created. Maybe he should have put the <laughs> seeds in. You do know that it only functions on documents. Scrolls, maps, pieces of paper. They are restored to their original condition when it was first created. It does not physically repair the document, but will restore any writing or drawings, etc. Likewise, if a document was forged, manipulated after the original was created, it will reveal any information that was removed or changed from the original. Or... If you place a document in the scroll, you can choose to place an illusion on it to make it look like another document. Mm. The restoration effect is permanent, and the illusion effect lasts up to four hours, usable once per day. So I have a blank map, or a blank scroll. Yeah, so yay! I I don't like the scroll case anymore. (laughs) Understandably. Scroll case, you are rude. It's a very rude scroll case. Can I roll for will to resist throwing it into the pit that I just fell down? You can absolutely <laughs> roll a will against that. Or you could just throw it into the pit if you choose. <laughs> I Yeah, I just throw it. Th- I'm like, Rrr. Okay, so. <laughs> this ruined my scroll of truth. So I throw, I grab it with my mouth and I do like a, a circle mm-hmm. I, it, with my paws and I just I spin around and I throw it as far as I can into the pit. So you all get through your short rest, and, well, Copper, you have rested, and you have regained your your transformation abilities. You guys are still met with, on the one side, all the way to the right in a large cavern, is the whirlpool and the giant crystal that contains the Rod of Torrents, and to the north, leading possibly towards where you need to go, is a pit, which Spark fell into. So... Woof, woof. Why don't you guys make a perception for me really quick? Oh, I like those. Is, there, uh, is this a scent-based perception? Mm, no. Oh, okay. Well, that's significantly lower. That's a nine. Uh, I got a 16. 15. Uh, I rolled a five. You guys do notice that on either side, very close to the pit, is one of the crystals, which seems to be pretty sturdily stuck into the wall. It's only about five feet away from the pit. And on the other side, there is another crystal that seems to be almost directly across, which is only about 10 feet away from the pit, which you estimate might be a total of about 25 to 30 feet. Snow, are you suggesting that we jump across these crystals? Oh, wait, wait, wait. There's, there's a one. pit. Oh, there's did... a, okay. Crystal wait, on one side. Not crystal. Oh, crystal wait, crystal's on one here? Side. No, crystal, but not crystal. I thought she, like, left after killing her master and, like, went to the dark side. Snow heavily sighs and smacks her forehead. You, as you look a little bit closer at the crystals or the one that's in the wall, you realize that it would take a lot of strength to pull it out. Oh, I see what Snow's doing here. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, who has rope? Stas raises his paw. All right, so here's my plan, is some of us... Have stronger legs than others. <laughs> Copper avoids making eye contact with Spark. I feel like at least one of us should be able to jump across this pit. If we get someone to tie the rope to this end of the crystal and jump across and then tie it to the other end of the crystal, we'll be able to have something that Spark can walk across. Would Spark be able to balance on the rope, though? Well, I mean, at least it'd be an acrobatics check instead of an athletics check, which I feel like he'll have a little bit better luck with. That makes sense. Then you guys get a little bit closer to the pit. Again, you 
notice the sound of rushing water and the scent of salt coming from it. But you also notice that the hole itself overall is round. The left side meets the cave wall, leaving no room for movement. But the right side, you notice a part of the wall slopes inward, leaving a low path and only a few inches of ledge that could potentially fit a small creature. Oh, wait, Spark, why don't you just try and walk across that? Does it require an athletics check? <laughs> wait, Spark, how about we put a rope on you first? That way, if you do fall in, we won't have to panic and... Oh, that's true. That's yeah. true. We could at least like make a safety line. <laughs> I approve of this idea. Okay. This way, you don't even have to touch the water, potentially. Grr, water. Uh, real quick, how far does it look like you? it would be down the pit? It is dark down there. I know that earlier, I think I said this last time. I cast light and I throw a coin down. I think I ca- I think I said how deep it was last time and I can't remember. Yeah, but I forget too. Me too. Me okay. Three. So we're just going to throw it. Another coin. Number. 30 feet. 30 feet. Okay. Yep. So, and you said it was only like 20, it's only like 10 feet across the pit, right? Depending on how, what, what side of the oval. Yeah, sure. Well, so it's like 15, 20 feet. Yeah. All right. So let's try and attach the rope so that there's about like 20 feet of slack. That way that Spark can comfortably walk across and untie himself. But if he falls into the pit, he won't touch the water. That sounds like a plan to me. Uh, sounds like a good plan. Wait, uh, Stas, can we borrow your rope? Stas uh, takes it out of his pouch and mouths it to copper because he can't hand it. He doesn't have those. All right. Uh, who's tying this to Spark? Because <laughs> uh, yeah, but Snow, what do you mean? Would that, is that a survival roll? Yeah, normally. T- oh, okay. Yeah, cool. Survival, I'll, I'll, I'll but... do that. All right. So I got a 20 total. I'm also going to roll just in case. I feel like the dog who ties knots on ships might work too. He might He might do it a little better. I, I, I did just roll pretty high, but uh, he, he probably just has more points of it. Apparently, I only know how to tie ship knots because I only rolled an 18. Okay. Well, you guys are assisting one another. Staz, you are actually um, keeping a close eye. While they're tying this rope to Spark, I'm going to walk up to him and I'm going to give him Bun Bun. All right, Spark, I know this is probably really scary for you because you hate water and that's a cliff and you could fall to your imminent demise if this knot's not tied properly. But just in case you're scared, I want you to have Bun Bun. Aw, thank you. All right, I think we're all ready, guys. You can do it, Spark. Don't die, please. So I would like for you to roll a perception as you start to go under this pass. Oh, boy. I roll an eight. Clerk Kent, you see before you a very narrow, like low hanging path. There are some rocks that you would probably have to squeeze underneath, but you're able to do so. Although you do hear the sound of small rocks behind you kind of clinking and falling into the water below as you begin to cross. Oh boy. Is everything all right? It looks terrifying. Is your dog scared? I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm scared. I'm just, uh, uh... Not liking the water down there. Would your dog attempt to chew on Bun Bun while he's going since he's carrying it with him? Or does he just continue onward? Uh, sure, yes. Uh, he he kind of chews a little bit. As you nom on Bun Bun, you feel your anxiety start to abate. Anybody who is around him within 20 feet is also affected by calm emotions. Wow, that's amazing. I'm not even nervous that he's going to fall to his death. <laughs> okay, so... Why don't the rest of you roll a perception? Oh, 20. Uh, 17. 25. You guys notice that as he starts crawling through, and he's actually about partway through, that the front entrance of this hole that he was going through 
starts to quiver a little bit and rocks start to fall from the entrance. Fine. We're all emotionally calm right now. Bark, I don't want to alarm you, but you might want to hurry up a bit. Actually, you can't alarm him. He's very calm. No, he's Spark. I'm feeling pretty good right now. I'm just uh just walking across this this open this ledge. You know, it's nice and relaxing if you if you catch my drift over here. Spark, as you come out the other side, bun bun hanging in mouth, her button eye kind of drooping off. You hear something like rocks falling behind you. Uh, that is somewhat startling, but I'm still feeling good. I'm moving along. Yep. Maybe picking up the pace a little bit. Is that something that sounds like rocks falling behind him? Rocks falling behind him. Those are rocks <laughs> falling behind him, but he's already emerged from the other side. It looks like this path has closed off. Okay, listen. All of us were relatively too large for that anyways. I think we should just jump across. Oh, for sure. We just should probably get a running start. Uh, Wait, isn't our rope trapped down there? I feel like that that pathway was just a handicap for my little legs, and I got across, so you you all should be good. Just don't worry about it. I I I have the I have the big anime sweat bead across my face right now. Copper has a good point. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're doing okay, but Copper just brought up a good point. I think our ropes trapped under like tons of rocks, quite literally. Copper? Oh no, not the rope. Is quite right. So, Spark, you come to the realization hearing one of your potty members shout over the pit to you. I think our rope is trapped under there. You also realize that you are tied to the rope. That is trapped under the rocks. I'm stuck. And it's a really tight knot. Don't worry, we'll come over and save you, buddy. I do that thing where when dogs uh, uh, are on a leash and they don't want to be on a leash and they pull on it. Get me off of this thing. All right, so do you guys jump over the pit? Well, I'm certainly going to try to. Uh, I'll do likewise. Uh, I have a 21 and I have an 18. You make it that with flying colors. Okay, okay, I'm nervous. Staz is going to get a running start. Oh, that might help. They probably should have done that. Uh, so 16 total. You pass just barely. You Shoo. get that running start. Your heavier frame kind of throws you off. You haven't had to do this kind of jump before. You're not really like a sh- You're not a, a sport dog in that way. Mm, mm, mm. But you do make it your hindquarters slipping into the pit a little bit. But you catch yourself and you pull yourself forward. And you hear some rocks fall into the rushing water below. Well, that was closer than I would have liked, but hey, we're here. We did it. We didn't die. We did it. Now who's going to help me get off this rope? Oh, oh, I'll help untie you, buddy. Uh, no. Seven. Can Spark untie the knot that I made? Uh, 22 Uh, for survival. It sounds like he can. Spark has been pulling against it. Taz comes over and with some expertise, he's really good at untying knots. That's probably why I got in trouble on the ship. Maybe that's why his master left him behind. Who knows? Wow. (laughs) You throw a shade like that, Snow. I'm just so excited. We finally made it over that stupid pit that almost killed Spark twice now. Spark almost died to the rocks, not the pit this time. (laughs) But the rocks are part of the pit. You guys like risking his life a lot. We do. Well, you know, it's not my life. It was Schmalahan's suggestion the first time for him to jump the pit. It was Schmalahan's suggestion for him to go under the rocks. Listen, I can suggest these things. Schmalahan is trying to kill him. No, 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 (laughs) no. I can suggest these things because I know that I can heal him and bring him back. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I just have to find uh, like 300 gold worth of diamond dust like a minute after his death, which I still haven't found yet. 
Oh, well, I mean, you could, like, roll a perception if you want to take a look at the gold pile. Sure. You definitely do see. Oh, I definitely do see? Yeah, you uh, you see a small outcropping to your left as you guys go down the path. Uh, that's a 20 total. And you spy the yellowish glint of gold from Ooh. within. It's not very well lit back here, though. And I'm sure you doggies do not have dark Dog vision. vision. Oh. You don't have dark vision. Uh, but So just past the crystal that you've arrived at, there's a very faint glow coming from it. This part of the cave... Stas actually has a dark vision. You do? Okay. Stas is the only one who can see in the dark. You're just perfectly fine just walking around. So, uh, yeah. Everybody else, it's pretty dang dark. Uh, I... uh, (laughs) Spark, do you mind if I have Bun-Bun back? Yeah, you can have him back here. Here you go. I I take Bun-Bun and I cast light on Bun-Bun. All of Bun-Bun's charges have been used, FYI. That's fine. Okay. You cast light on Bun-Bun and... That's bright light for a 20-foot radius, and it's dim light for an additional 20 feet. So yes, Selena, you cast light on Bun-Bun. A very bright light forms around you guys about 20 feet from Shmalahan. Ha-ha! Shmalahan lights up the area. You guys notice to the left, the dark path lights up, and you definitely do now see a relatively large pile of gold filling the room and some spider webs and whatnot just from, you know, years of not being touched. Maybe because there's a giant pit back there that people can't get across. That, that might inhibit individuals from getting here. I definitely did a number on us. Uh, anyways, uh, so now that I've cast light and I go and examine the gold pit, do I see any diamond dust so I can resurrect people? Or any diamonds at all? Because I think I could just use diamonds. I would start rummaging around in it. So you start rummaging through. Mm-hmm. I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw. That doesn't sound like a perception check, no. No. Uh, 18? Okay. You can roll perception check now. Okay. Uh, that is a 23. It seems like this is just a straight pile of gold. No uh, specific gems in boring. this one, but lots and lots of gold coins. I leave it behind. I don't need it. Okay. All right. Uh, I would go catch up with the rest of the group then. Wait up for me, guys. They're just waiting there. They haven't. Oh, yeah. We kind of just been standing here while you did all that. But we can move on now that you have this thing that we can all see. So we'll, like, Follows around the corner, and Copper would begin to walk around the corner to the looks like an opening of another room. So Copper begins to walk down the path. What do you guys do? I'm Stas is going to follow Copper. Yes, following. All right. So Stas after Copper, Spark after Stas, and Schmalahan coming Shmalahan. with a light up behind the rear. Yeah, lighting from behind. I don't know how well that's going to work. So you guys proceed down the hall. In this cave, seeing the stone walls and everything like that. But once again, you catch a glimpse of another crystal glowing a cool blue glow. And to your right, you see another path. Oh. You see several more crystals covering the wall of a room further down this path. That's kind of weird. Even further, there is still a path continuing straight ahead versus the path to the right. Uh, that did just go straight, I guess. That'll be easy. Yeah, and if not, we can always just loop back. turn around unless we get, like, trapped and die. Yes, that. Hopefully that doesn't occur, though. Actually, roll perception check really quick as well. You can oh, roll yes. advantage. Oh, uh, I got a 19. And I got a 20. I got a 15. I rolled 18. Okay. You will hear the sound of a small waterfall trickling in the path, on the path down your right. I vote left. I vote left. There's no path to the left, Spark. No. But in the dim light, 
of Bun Bun, you catch a glimpse of water lapping at a small part of a ledge. Uh, alright, so I, I really hate to break it to you, Spark. I feel like to, to our left, there's what? The right? To our right, it looks like there's a pool, and straight ahead, I hear something you'll like less. So. <laughs> No, there's nothing. There's, oh. The water's the waterfall's not straight ahead. Oh, where? it's to the right. Oh, just to oh, clarify. Let's, oh, let's go straight ahead then. Well, we'll have to explore everything eventually, anyways. So, what do you guys do? I'm walking straight. That's what I meant by left. <laughs> Stas is going to follow uh, Copper. Don't again. worry, I got confused through Spark. Okay. I go the way that there isn't water. Copper starts to proceed straight ahead. Yep. Stas following behind. Spark, realizing that his sense of direction is kind of okay and kind of not okay, you guys continue down the path, the way lit by a little bun-bun. Let's go, bun-bun. As you guys continue down the path, you see a small outcropping to your left. There's a stalactite and some stalagmites in there that you don't really see anything else beyond one of the crystals glowing on the wall, which sort of lights the way, but bun-bun glows even brighter. That's right, bun-bun. But also... Proceeding down, you find yourself in the very last room. You enter back into the cavern you had entered previously. This time, you stand on top of a ledge overlooking the crystal and the whirlpool. In front of you at the center is an ancient-looking archway that appears to have been carved from some sort of blue-colored stone, although it appears to be somewhat porous. On the other side of the archway, towards the edge of the ledge, is a pedestal made of similar material. The pedestal appears to have an intricate carving around its circumference. But from where you stand, it's a bit difficult to see all of the details without getting a little bit closer to take a look. That's fine. I'd walk up and inspect it. Unless, does anyone have Investigate, by the way? Not me. Stas does not. All right, cool. So none of us have Investigate. I'm going to just walk up and inspect it. <laughs> I'll also sniff it. So, uh, Spark, you go over and you sniff it? Yeah, no, 12. So yes, you can roll your Investigates. 13. Stas is also going to Investigate with Copper and Spark. For Spark, you are, if you're sniffing, you are actually going to be rolling a perception at advantage. Yeah, okay, I like that. Uh, yeah, I got a 16. That's better than a 13. Uh, I rolled a 17 just looking, though. Oh, I said 12. Schmalahand, did you uh, uh, take a look or no? Um, I would drop Bun Bun down on the ground, and I would actually... Wait, oh, it's going to be really dark back there if I do that. Yeah, if you drop... Oh. Well, actually, the crystals before you do light... Uh, this area? Have a light glow to them. Okay. Because I was kind of interested in that area where we found the pool in before, but I know Spark didn't want to go down there, so I wanted to be supportive and follow him down here. Uh, hey guys, um, it looks like you got this under control, and I don't want to make Spark go near any water, so I'm going to go and check out the little pool by the other room that we skipped, just in case there's anything we need back there, okay? That's fine. Sounds good to me. You you have fun with the water, and I'll be over here not drowning. Yeah, I'll make sure to beat it up for you. Don't worry, bud. Yeah, we'll fan it for me. Uh, per Spark's request, seeing as he explicitly stated his intention, I would take at least a solid 30 seconds to first bark at the water to show it who is boss. Uh, so we'll come back to your turn in a moment. We're going to let the fellas do a little bit of something-something, okay? All right. Okay. So, Spark, you sniff around the base of this pedestal and sniff all around the entire circumference, actually, you notice that it smells, number one, old, and number two, it has a very faint odor that reminds you of seawater. Hey, guys, it smells really old in here and kind of also smells like seawater. Whoa, 
the fisherman smells old and like seawater? Yeah, really old. That's awesome. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. That math, that adds. That math, it does. It does. It, it, do, it do be adding, though. It it do be do be do. do that be, do just be. how it do be do. But all of you, as you're taking a closer look, you notice that on this pedestal around the base, there is an image of what you assume to be the fisherman talking with a giant octopus or similar creature, maybe even a squid. Its tentacle is wrapped around a star-like object, almost that's like hovering in the sky. And on top of the pedestal, you see that there is a cutout of what looks like to be a star. Oh, I don't like what that insinuates. Okay, so hear me out here, right? With my natural nature intuition, uh, I first perceived the fact that uh, we saw a giant shell out by the front door. And I think that's supposed to be the guardian of the cave. I think we might have just came in while he was taking a little nap. But hear me out here. What if what that is, is this octopus? And the octopus is guarding the star, which we need to put in the pedestal to get the scepter. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah, that might be a problem. That's my going theory. But I'm just a beagle. Sounds like a theory. I don't like it, though. A game theory. <laughs> Spark, what are you feeling about this? I feel like my fur is standing on end. Uh, I woke up and pee on the pedestal. <laughs> oh, that that's um that's really important. I gotta mark my territory. That's how I, I also do this. Yeah, that, that's how we'll remember how to get back here. We'll be able to smell our our, our tracks. Okay, so uh, you both roll a urination check. Per, yeah, urination check. That's gonna be a con- constitution fortitude. I, I gotta see. Yeah, it's constitution. I feel like, yeah, it's a constitution. All so right, yeah, uh, urination check. Constitution uh, was, roll. Uh, I didn't mark what my. Oh, I I. Oh. I crit succeed. 16 on mine. Uh, not quite as much urine as Spark was able to muster. He really let the floodgates loose. Man, I am blasting this pedestal right now. Why don't you describe to us how you... <laughs> describe the force of this urine. I think I'm having a stroke. <laughs> I lift my leg and it's so powerful that it lifts up my other leg. Oh, wow. He's... Balancing on his yeah, balancing on his <laughs> I'm getting not just the base, but I'm getting the top now. Well, that's that is depressing. an image that I'm not sure I was expecting or wanting this <laughs> evening. Copper, you were on the other side of this pedestal where oh, this I feel stream... like splashed. A bit. I get, it's probably splashes on copper a little bit because it's just it's everywhere now. I, I was going to give you a chance to roll a. a, a dexterity saving throw to get away from it but if you want to take it that's... oh no i don't i definitely don't want to take it i'm just trying to like get a nice gentle flow going here but as, as soon as uh the the lemonade from sparks bells starts uh undulating across my halls uh i i would like duck and run and try and roll away from it Dex save please 14 a little bit gets on you but you're able to <laughs> I, I roll it off I, I, i'm rolling in the dirt <laughs> While this um, pee fest, this pee fest is going on in the other room, Schmalahan. Oh, hi, Snow. See, I'm really glad we got to get away from those boys. You enter back down the path following it all the way back to where you saw this room with water. It's a small area and there are crystals lining the wall where there's a nice blue glow coming from them. That's nice. Why don't you make a perception check for me? Sure. Mm, 23. As you get closer to the water, you think you see something inside. 
And you do edge a little bit closer, barking at it while you go. Asserting my dominance. Asserting your dominance, Perfect yes. request, my spark. You see sea sponges <gasps> and crystals that seem to permeate the entire floor of this pool of water. That's that's weird. I don't you know. also see the small waterfall that is trickling down from the ceiling oh. into this pool, making a tiny little swirl of water. But you also notice that there appear to be various trinkets haphazardly placed around the bottom and some atop the sponges. You see in the water, there appears to be a compass that is spinning on top of one of the sponges. There are several chipped and broken vases, vases, however you want me to say it. We'll figure it out later. There are coins scattered around the pool floor, as well as valuable gemstones. Any diamonds? You do see something down there, oh. but you can't really tell uh, well, I, exactly I, what it is. Uh, I would set Bun Bun down by the edge of the water. Okay, so you set down Bun Bun? I, I set down Bun Bun. All right. And then I would slowly start to try and walk in. Okay, so you have to step down into the water. That's fine. All right. As you step down into the water, you feel your paw just sink a little bit, and you actually step on top of the sea sponges. Uh, I'm sure he's fine. Just don't think about it. Just don't think about it, yeah. All right, so uh, beneath one of the crystals, as you're stepping in, you actually catch sight of what looks like to be a very small hole that is no larger than a coin. Okay. But you get in the water, and it actually, you do have to swim a little bit. It's probably about four feet deep, and it's so, very that's deepest. That's I, I, I would swim around and maybe try and pick up the compass and any of these gems. As you start swimming around, you see that in one of these pots, we're going to go with pots. That feels better to that, me. That's a good word, Snap. All right. In one of these pots, you see a small tentacle recoil back. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure this is fine. <laughs> it's fine. So you swim around and you're looking for diamonds. Uh, diamonds. Oh, and I want to try and grab that compass too. Okay. So you swirl around. You actually have to go onto the water to... That's okay find and look at the diamond look at to look for diamonds and to get the compass, compass yeah, yeah, yeah. which is at the very bottom that's fine i'd go for it okay why don't you roll an athletics check for me a natural crit for a total of 27 okay you swim and you dive and you come back up after grabbing the compass in your mouth nice i have a lodestone which means if i needed to cast mending and mending had any effect on bun bun i could do it all right as soon as you grab the compass you feel something tangle around your legs. Uh, I'm underwater, aren't I? You resurface. Oh, I'm fine. But uh. you feel something tangling around your legs. Oh, I would try and shake it off. You try to shake it off, but it feels like it's starting to move up your body. Oh, well, uh, okay. I'm going to yeet this compass towards the land. Okay. How do you do that? Uh, by, by, yeah. Like, head yeet? Okay. Head yeet. It's so in my mouth currently, so I'll just throw it. would be a strength. Sure. A total of 19. Okay. You throw the compass and it lands with a clatter against the stone and you see that part of it just flops open and you hear something like glass breaking. That's fine. I only wanted the lodestone out of it. Uh, and then, yeah, I would bite whatever's grabbing me currently, pervert. You didn't even ask. So you bite at what's grabbing you? Yeah. Okay. Um, you are... Well, well, first, I would... I would ex- well, let's correct this. I would examine. I am not a woman prone to violence. I would examine what it is exactly that is touching me. You look and on your back, you see an octopus crawling towards your face. Oh, I would say, excuse you, sir, and or ma'am, to whom it may concern. It seems to start smacking your back. 
Does it hurt? No. Oh, well, then I keep swimming away. Excuse me, madam. Oh, 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 sir, I'm sorry. Is there a problem? Do you just come into somebody's home, stealing their things and throwing it on land oh, and breaking oh, them? Oh, 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 no, I'm so sorry. Um, How I, dare you? I, I'll try and fix it for you. How I, dare you, I, I said. I didn't know it was yours, sir. You uh, go into somebody's home and you steal all of their things. Oh, I, and this is a very lovely house you have here. I'm very sorry. I did not know it was yours. However, can I repay you? This multicolored octopus furrows its brow. However, that happens. It has a brow? It can furrow? Yep. Yes. This is animated, okay? That's Listen. amazing. This is like an animated octopus. It's got emotions. I, I'm, I'm so sorry, sir. Here, I, I'll, I'll grab it. Do you I'll... even know what you've broken? I am very sorry. I believe it was a compass. A very special compass. Oh, was it? It was magical. Oh, was it? Yes. Oh, how was I supposed to know? Well, maybe if you didn't go around stealing things from people, oh, I you didn't, would know. I didn't know it was yours. It was just laying around. This is my home. Well, why didn't you introduce yourself? Why are you invading my house? We were sent here by the Sandman to look at and explore the fisherman. I fisher- don't care who you were sent by. You came and invaded my house. Do you know who the fisherman is? All the persuasion. Uh, 21. Know him? I knew him once. Well, well, Sandy's his brother. I don't care that he's your his brother. I care that you came into my house and you stole something from well, me. I, I'm very sorry, sir. I, I was told that the fisherman has been long gone and that no one else was here. So I didn't know you were home. The rest of you roll a perception at advantage. I rolled a 14. 15 total. So uh, I got a total of 21. Okay. You guys hear Schmalahan's voice echoing through the cave. And you also hear the sound of someone more masculine echoing as well. wait. Is someone else in the cave? Guys, we we should check that out. And I would start howling as I bound down the halls. We're coming. Stas is going to follow Copper, just not howling. Okay. Stas after Copper. I'm also, I'm I'm also running towards. All right. You guys come running in. You see before you this same scene that Schmelahan saw. But this time you see that she is currently standing in some water with an octopus on her back who seems to be yelling at her. And you notice a broken compass on the floor. Oh no, what happened to you? You're breaking things in my house. (gasps) Selena, did you break into someone's house and rob Uh them? (laughs) No, I did not. I had no idea that this old curmudgeon lived here. Curmudgeon, you say? (laughs) I'll show you curmudgeon. He smacks you. Does he bypass my AC? Yes. What? It's bogus. You take six damage. Oh, ow, that kind of hurts, actually. You should stop that. What, what I say? I... How dare you? How dare you? I, I, I'm trying apologizing. I said I'm sorry, and I said I would fix the compass or repay you. Are you all with this mutt? Oh, I am a purebred golden retriever. <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> I am no mutt. I come from a very strong lineage of show dogs, okay? Uh, excuse me, sir. I believe we're just having a bit of a misunderstanding. I, I think we may have gotten off on the wrong paw or tentacle in this instance. <laughs> the uh, the wrong pontacle, if you may. <laughs> uh, but I, I really apologize, and I promise you, Selena's very kind normally. It probably was an honest mistake, and we will fix or repair or replace whatever happened. Yeah, yeah, we... Can you fix a magic item? I can't, but I know a guy who can. We we apologize. We apologize very sternly. Roll persuasion. Whoever is trying to convince him. 
I'm trying to convince him. I've been trying to convince him. Callahan rolls a disadvantage. I roll a disadvantage? I crit fail on disadvantage, Snow. <laughs> That's still a total of a six. Can I assist Copper? Oh, yo, I got I mean, yo, you might, yo, Daniel, you might just want to roll it by yourself because I got a 10. You already rolled. No, I already rolled. I got a 10. That's why I'm saying that Daniel should just not assist me hmm. and roll himself. I rolled a 20. Spark trying to persuade the octopus. I, I heard a small thing, but that's a good roll. Uh, so, uh, hey, Mr. Octopus, we're sorry. We're just trying to find some stuff. We didn't know that this was your house. There, there doesn't look like anyone was living here, but I guess we didn't know that there were sentient octopus things in this cave. Octopi. Octopi. Octopuses. As you say that the octopus and especially while Shmalahan is talking, he goes, he crawls up under her head and then wraps his tentacles around her mouth, grappling her mouth shut. <coughs> that is entirely unconsensual, Stone. I will have he you know. Bit. Oh, well. no choice. So he says, Mister, I am no Mister. I am Sir Octo Mollusca the First. Well, it's a pleasure to meet you, sir. <laughs> so when did you become awakened? Question mark. I have always been, and I shall always be. That's a long time. Uh, uh, Snow, just for my note-taking, what was his name? Sir Octo Musker? <laughs> Sir Octo Molluska I. That sounds like you're... Okay, I'm not going to say anything. Sir Molluska? Can I call you Molly? Can I call you Molly? You may not call me Molly. I am Sir Octo Molluska I. That's such a long name. Is there anything shorter you go by? Can we just call you Sir? You must call me by my full name. Okay. Sir Osco Molusker Molusca the first. We are very sorry, and like I said, we will replace or repair whatever it is that she, by happenstance, managed to break. Do you have anything of equal value? Uh, I have a sock. It's a magic sock. Uh, do you want a scroll container that I threw down a hole with water in it somewhere else? He looks down. What are you trying to say, young lady? <laughs> I'm trying to open my mouth. Does he let me? No. Well, I'm. Tr- how am I supposed to let him know what I'm trying to say? I think really hard about how I'm very sorry for my actions. And furthermore, I let him know that the glowy thingy over there is Bun Bun. And Bun Bun, while it is currently entirely expended of all its magic, will help him with his very crabby attitude. Ooh, maybe you shouldn't open your mouth. <laughs> I'm just thinking these things. But Why isn't she speaking? What is this foolishness? Oh, uh, it may be because you're grabbing her shot, oh. shot. He releases and drops back into the water. Oh, oh okay. There we go. I, I struggle breathing through my nose sometimes. Do you have anything of equal value? Well, it depends. I have a magical bunny rabbit who makes you feel soft, warm, and fuzzy inside when you snuggle with it. How is that of equal value? Well, I don't know. What did the compass do? The compass was good at pat pointing towards magical creatures. Uh, I got a smelly saw that's also magic. He looks at it. It is not of equal value. Uh, anyone else got something? Uh, do you want some moldy tendrils? I got some of those. Uh, you offered him earlier the scroll. I'm sorry, um, the scroll case. And he, he looks at you. If you don't have it, how can you trade it? Cause it's, that's a good point. You kind of yeeted it down a hole. I, I, put, I threw it in that hole in the other cave entrance area i can't i mean i'm a dog and i you put it there for safekeeping yeah it's yeah we'll say that for safekeeping it does things such as 
turning documents into their former, what they were formerly created as. Wait a minute. Sir Octo Mollusca the first, you're an octopus. Yes, what gave it away? Maybe it was the name, but I would like to add, is that you in the drawing in the other room? What drawing? There is a drawing of an octopus who is a really good friend of the fisherman, and that octopus had a star. Persuasion, please. I'm going to roll to assist. Snow, I would like to cast Guidance on him as well. Uh, so with everyone assisting me, that is going to be a total of 23. Was that you in the drawing in the other room? It could have been. It might have been. It could always be. That sounds like a yes to me. We were sent here on a really important mission, because I don't know if you know, because you seem very well educated and like a very smart man, but there's a really ugly woman in the next room over from you. He stares blankly. And from what we understand is all the other really ugly ladies are trying to free that ugly woman. And by ugly, I mean this woman in the other room is physically ugly. The other ladies are just like metaphorically ugly because they like suck people's souls out of their bodies. And your point is what? Well, we need to get the Rod of Torrents from down there, but there's currently a whirlpool. But I think that the fisherman left you the star as a safeguard. He knew that you would take really good care of it because you were such a good friend. But if we could borrow it and then get the Rod of Torrents, we would be able to make sure that all the ugly witches are sealed away. Do you have something of equal value? Of the star? Well, how much is the star worth? A lifetime. A lifetime of what? I could give you like an ant's lifetime. <laughs> like, everyone lives for different lengths of time. If you have nothing to offer, then I shall take something. I have two rations. That could be a lifetime of food. It depends on if you portion it out properly. If you want the star, then I shall take something I deem of equal value. But would you My take... choice. Uh, well, it depends. If you're, like, asking for my mortal soul, I'm going to have to draw a line there. So, like, I need to know exactly, like, what you're taking before I can agree. Would you take this mysterious liquid, black-brown liquid? He looks at it. The GM also looks at Clark Kent. What are you talking about? I don't know. It's just in my pack. It's always been there. Just as this octopi, octopus has always been here and always will be. Mysterious black-brown liquid that is completely nondescript, given you at the beginning of the game. It's probably expired or something. Who knows? Hey, Mr. Octopus, are you able to leave this pool? Can you go, can't you go on land? Can a fish swim? Yes. Then I can go on land. Oh, that's cool. Did you know there's a bunch of gold out inside in this cave? Is that also yours? No. So whose is it? Who do you think? The fisherman's? He looks at you blankly. Uh, do you want any of the gold that's out there? No. But isn't it worth value? No. Is there anything that you do want? I thought this mission was important to you. It's very important to me. We need to get that star so we can literally save the world. Is the world important to you? Is a lifetime of friendship important to you? It's very important to me. That is what it is worth. Well, how about this? Wait, is there anyone else that lives in this cave? Sir, Sir Octomolusca? No. But doesn't it get lonely? No. Wait, what about Are, wait, what about your, your the, 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 the rabbit thingy? The, the, you, I forget his name already. What, what did you give me? She already offered that. Oh, that doesn't, that's not good but, enough? That's not a lifetime no, of friendship? You, you offered that for the compass. Oh. But wait. Mr. Sir Octo Molusco the first, if you're saying that that star is worth a lifetime of friendship, can't we offer you all four of our friendships? That would be more than covering it. You can come with us, and we have a whole island of awakened animals who are just looking for friends. And in fact, 
Sandy, the brother of the fisherman, lives there. Roll a persuasion. I'm going to cast guidance because it's a cantrip. I'm going to uh, assist. <laughs> I only run to, rolled a one on guidance. Uh, well, I get to roll with advantage because Daniel's using the eight action, but my first roll was higher, so it's a total of a 17. Yeah, guys, uh, I want you to understand you're having the person with a negative one in their charisma modifier roll persuasion right now. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's <laughs> not going too hot. Do you, you mean to tell me that me casting guidance literally only counterbalances your charisma modifier? Yeah, that is exactly what I'm telling you right now. Neither. You'll be our friend? Yes. All right, let's go, Sir Octomoluska. Okay, listen, if you're going to be my friend, and I really do want you to be my friend, because you seem really cool and all, but we got to have a shorter name for you, like nicknames, because friends give each other nicknames. He thinks for a moment, you may call me Sir Octo. All right, that is significantly less of a mouthful. All right, Sir Octo. Well, where'd you, where'd you put the star? He sinks down into the water, and you see his body gracefully float down and his tentacles spray out, and he seems to dig in the sand for a moment. And he clears away, and you see the sand just float up, and it actually obscures your vision of him. And then after a moment, he comes back up to the surface, and in one of his tentacles, he has wrapped a golden starfish. Oh, well, I guess that is a star of sorts. I was expecting like a gem or a crystal with all the blue stuff that was around here. He starts to climb on top of Schmalahan, who is still in the water. Oh, 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 uh, hello. Uh, excuse you, friends. Ask for consent. No, knocking. That is a command, and I do not take well to commands. Sit. I, she sits compulsively, <laughs> but does not like this. I will have you know. The water feels nice. Oh, I anyway. might blow my butt likes it. It's like da, a bidet. Da, da. <laughs> you guys have obtained the starfish key. Oh, Hey, uh, sir, how, how big is Sir Octo, by the way, Snow? He is a small creature. Oh, uh, Sir Octo, since it seems like uh, Shmalahan and you don't get along too well as of right now, because you're just new friends. Uh, how she broke my compass. She will pay the price. What's the price? This. Humiliation and the butt bidet? <laughs> <laughs> she kind of wags her tail and waves her butt in the water. On what? Fine. And she will stubbornly and begrudgingly walk forth, picking up Bun Bun once again from the side of the dirt where she said it before, like, like right before the pool. And she will stubbornly march back to the archway room because she saw the pedestal and then Copper explained that the pedestal had the opening on it. Okay. We just well mentioned right. that we peed on oh. it. So if, don't mention if, it. If you don't mention don't it, mention I, if you don't mention it, I won't mention it. Clark Kent, and I think we'll be good. Okay. So you all make your way over, I'm assuming? Yep. 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 All of you don't necessarily fit into this area very well, so who goes up to the pedestal? Uh, I would bring uh, Sir Octo all the way up to the pedestal. All right, well, he was your friend, and he entrusted you with it, so I feel like you should do the honors and put it on the pedestal. Who else comes up? There's enough space for one other doggo on the other side there, and everyone else would have to probably stay towards the back behind the archway. Stas is going to stay towards the back. I'll go, I'll go up, because he is large. I'm going to stay by the back just in case this pedestal is booby-trapped and, like, a giant rock falls from the ceiling. Copper doesn't get crushed. Okay. Sir Octo uses his tentacles and pulls himself across Schmelahan's fur. And oh, that just feels so wrong. He crawls onto her head. <laughs> And onto her snout, and oh, he stop. takes the starfish, uh, and he places it on the pedestal. Slimy. 
You must moisturize. <laughs> and he presses it in. As Sir Octo places the starfish-shaped stone in the slot on the pedestal, you see it begin to sink into the hole where it rises, like where it was sitting. I in. feel like I know what's happening. The circular pedestal begins to turn. The oh, cavern no. begins to violently shake. I don't mean to say I called it, but I kind of feel like I called it. Sharp crystals and debris fall from the ceiling. Everybody oh, needs to roll some dexterity. Goodness. Okay. I, I said I stood by the back. Is it the entire ceiling? Everywhere? The what? The entire cave. I rolled a 16. I rolled a 15. I rolled a 22. I rolled a 20 total. All of you expertly dodge out of the way of the crystals, your senses. What about Sir Octo? Keeping you active. Sir Octo is latched on to Schmalahan's snout. Okay, well, as much as I really don't like the texture of this, I will make sure that my new friend is safe. The cavern continues to shake for several moments. You hear the sound of water splashing against the walls of the cave, and you see the crystal in the center of the room begin to crack and explode into bits of small shards that fall into the disturbed water below which you also notice begins to recede as if being drained from the room somehow. Oh, wait, that, that, that's good. The, the falling ceiling is bad, but that is good. The fishing rod clatters to the surface of the dais that it was sitting on, and as the last bit of water leaves the room, the shaking stops. Oh, goodness. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. You now see a set of stairs from where you first saw it leading down to the floor of the cavern and back up to the dais of the Rod of Torrents. Oh. So you said we're on a cliffside where we are, right? Yes, you are on a ledge. There are sharp crystals oh. on the wall side, and there are stairs back in the main room where you entered. So you mean you told first. me we got to walk all the way back around and hop the pit again? Yep. No. <laughs> okay. Don't worry. Don't don't worry. Well, what do you mean? Don't, unless the cave ceiling collapsed and filled the hole. I feel like we were an appropriate amount of worry. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, when you guys are heading back, you do notice that some of the landscape in the area has changed due to the debris that has fallen. The pit is actually somewhat filled with uh, rocks, like jagged rocks and crystals, so that it is about two-thirds of the way full. But at the same time, you can still see water in the bottom. And you guys, because I did this wrong earlier, it's based on your strength score, which I know we talked about last time when you fell into the pit. For everybody else, you're able to make it over the pit easily. Spark, I will give you a chance. Why don't you roll an athletics check for me? Yeah, mine's a seven. <laughs> okay, that definitely doesn't pass. So, Spark, you have some trouble and you do end up falling back into the pit. You can't make that full jump, unfortunately. And actually, while everyone is jumping over, Sir Octo slides off of Schmalahan's snout into the pit. Oh, well, the, well the, this is significantly easier. We don't have a rope because it's crushed under the rock. Yeah, that's a problem. Wait, how long was your rope? It was 50 feet. Oh, well, we only used 20 of it to get sparked to the other side, so the rest is just tied off to this pillar on this side. That is correct. So we just throw the other 25 feet down, and he climbs up. Big brain plays. Oh, look at you, Snow, solving our problems ahead of time. Okay, so I attempt to climb this rope with my negative two athletics check. Well, just grab hold and hold tight. Okay, I'm, I'm biting down on the rope. Okay, so that would be your strength. Just roll a strength for me. I rolled a 16. 
You guys all have enough strength to pull them up together, which you do. You heave and out comes Spark. Spark, we really got to talk about you like bathing in the middle of us adventuring. Like you're going to smell really nice, but I really think I that they... we have higher priorities here when the world's ending. I feel I don't feel like I'm going to smell very nice. Yeah, I don't think the smell of wet dog and salt water is like the, the best. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to feel like our friend Soracto. Yeah, Soracto, where are you, buddy? Well, is, isn't he still on Schmalahan's snout because they didn't fall down into the pit? He dropped off while you were jumping over the pit. Soracto, wait, but we didn't repay you. Where did you go? Maybe he's trying to get something or uh, help us. I don't know. Wait a minute. What if he was secretly evil this entire time and was one of the witches incarnate and she tricked us? And now that we've released the scepter... Now he's swam over stolen and is about to seal all of us away. He needed our help to cross over the land because he was stuck in that pool. All right. Oh, that could also just be it. He could have just been stuck in that pool and he actually can't cross land. And now that we let him out, he swam out to the ocean and he abandoned us. He really isn't our friend. Oh, well, we should get the scepter. Yeah, one way or the other, we probably should get the scepter. I feel like Stas is leading the way because he hears you guys like having this discussion oh, behind you and he's marching ahead. It's I feel just like. a theory. We're really concerned about our lost friendship over here. Yeah, that was supposed to be a lifelong friend. Stas, I'm going to say that you're ahead of everybody because they were having a very heart to heart conversation. Stas just does <laughs> not care. <laughs> Stas, you make it over and you see the stairs leading down to the bottom. It's not very deep. And you see the other side where the stairs lead back up to the dais. And laying flat on the dais is a blue fishing rod that appears to be made of stone or something similar to what the archway and the pedestal were made of. Can I roll perception to see if I see our octopus friend anywhere? Sure. 17 total. You do not notice Sir Octo anywhere there. You see that there is what appears to be like bones that are spread out across the floor that appear maybe to have been drowning victims. Unfortunately. <laughs> That's always a pleasant thought, Snow. Thanks. There are also coins that are spread across the floor as well as various gemstones. Well, it doesn't look like Sir Octo followed us. So, interesting. <gasps> what if he was a secret lover of the ugly witch and he's trying to free her right oh. now? So you guys catch up to Stas, who is just peering down into the area. He hasn't made his way down yet. Stas, what are you waiting for? Shouldn't we just grab the thing we came to get? I mean, I'm just making sure that he's not waiting for us or something like that, because I don't want to be, uh, well, uh, how would I say it? I don't Octopus know. Octopus handled? Ambushed. Oh. Okay. Uh, so Stas is going to carefully go into the water and try and make his way over to the fishing there, rod. There's actually no water here anymore. Oh. Yay, the water's gone. Woof, woof, woof. It's completely clear of water now. It just appears that whatever was there, whatever was left over, were things of debris that could not have gone down one of the holes. Couldn't have been drained out. So Stas begins to make his way down the stairs. Oh, I would bound down the stairs. I'm really happy. <laughs> we got a new friend, and we're about to get the fishing rod. And we lost the friend immediately. So Stas and Copper make their way down, and you guys head towards the dais and I, go up the stairs. I must stay back here just in case Soracto got lost and needs me. I stay back because I don't know if the water's going to come rushing back suddenly, and I, so I'm a little hesitant Ooh. of that. That's a good point. What if this is just the water trying to trick you and lull you into a false sense <laughs> of security? So, Stas, you make it up the stairs first, and you see the rod laying on the ground. But you do not see any fishing wire attached to it. It looks like a fishing pole, though. Very simple. 
Hey, does anyone remember if the fishing rod in the uh, drawings had a wire or if it was just the rod? There was a drawing? Great. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sure if we take it back to Sandy, he'll know what to do. Why don't you guys make a perception? I got a 23. I got a 9. I got a 7. I rolled a 7. Nice, we're buddies. You guys looking around up on the surface, not anywhere near, you know, where water could potentially come rushing in, and you two on the dais, Stas and Copper, you all peruse around the room and your eyes are caught by something that is above you. While there are no longer any crystals on the ceiling, you do notice that some have fallen onto the ground and there's like shards of the crystals also around the dais. But you look up and above where the crystal was, you see what looks like a stone carving of three men standing in a line, pointing several objects towards three women who appear to recoil in response. And you realize it's another depiction of the three brothers and the witches, oh. each of the brothers holding their artifacts. Oh, well, I guess I would probably see this. Does it look like the fisherman holding the fishing rod has a fishing line on the fishing rod? No. Okay, so we're good. Yeah, we're totally good. We're just taking this back to Okay, just making sure... So Stas is going to go up to the rod again and grab it gently with his mouth just to make sure that he doesn't break it like the last artifact. What are you talking about? What happened to the last one? It cracked. What? Who did it? When did that happen? When you Mm. dropped it. I don't don't, don't remember this. Spark dropped it. When Spark dropped it. No, 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 no. Nothing happened to the, the artifact. It was perfectly fine. That's how we found it. Uh, Snow, I'm still very concerned that our new friend has not showed up. So I'm going to start looking around more pointedly for him specifically. You look around, but you don't see him. I would start shouting. They're wolfing, barking, making a whole ru- big ruckus. Serato! Serato! I would walk out. Uh, I would leave this area and start walking out to where the water is where we first came in. I would start calling for him. You um, go over there and everyone else is going to follow, right? I'm following. I mean, I, we, we got what we came for. I, yeah, I, go, I, I, I would, for, I would so... catch up with her okay, eventually. So you guys are looking for Serato, shouting for him, but there is no response. And you go over to where the water is and where, where you first came in. And you see the little uh, ledge that you have to jump down into to get to the water. And you just see Sir Octo is just sitting at the base at a corner. And he appears to just be resting there. Oh, there you are, buddy. We were looking for you. What, what? We were just grabbing what we came for really quick. Well, if you're friends with us, Sir Octo, then you get to be friends with Bones, too. He's waiting right over here. All right. What are we waiting for? Nothing now. Well, oh, uh, well, yeah, let's just make our way over first. And then we'll meet up with Bones. So, um, there, it's a narrow path. What's the order everyone goes in? Uh, I guess Stas is going to go first. Okay, Stas hops down. I'll go second. I'll go last. I guess that leaves me then. Okay, so then you're in the middle. That's fine. Okay, so uh, Sirocto again latches onto Shmalahan, and you guys make your way down the path. It's a little bit narrow, and as you come out, you see Bones, who is standing over eh, by the statue, and he appears to be observing it. Oh, be careful, Bones. I heard if you look at that, you get petrified and turn ugly. <laughs> <laughs> he, he scoffs at that a little bit. And he turns and he faces you guys. Oh, welcome back. Bones, we got a new friend. Bones walks over and approaches you guys. Yeah, we met a new buddy. He helped us out. This is Sir... Oh, wait, I want to make sure I get his name right. Sir Octomolusco the First. Bones raises an eyebrow. I see you brought another one with you. 
<laughs> he had to come. No, uh, uh, he is a well-appreciated friend, and he assisted us in our adventure. So, did you get it? Oh, yeah, I think Stas has it. Can I see it? Stas goes up to Bones and puts it in his hand and sits in front Whoa, of him. What if that was a witch? Can't just be giving people these artifacts like that. Stas is going to give uh, Copper a German Shepherd level of side-eye. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but okay. Copper, you get side-eyed by a <gasps> German Shepherd. How dare I? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? So, Bones takes the rod and he appears to examine it. And he smiles. Great job. I'm sure the Sandman will be proud of you. And he seems to just walk back over towards the statue and stare for a moment. What you staring at over there, bud? Or at least he would be if he was still around. What's that supposed to mean? But yeah. Oh, oh, do I still deserve a German Shepherd's level of side eye? Yes. <laughs> Why is that? Yes. All right, listen, you drop that right now. I don't trust you, Bones. That sounded ominous and this music is terrifying. As he gets near the statue, Bones' frame begins to bulge and pulsate. Oh no, Bones is getting bigger. I, I, I attacked this person. His clothing tears from around his shoulders as a hulking, monstrous form appears. Wispy strands of black hair hang from a sickly, purplish-skinned creature with large, misshapen muscles. Hunched over, the wicked creature stands at eight feet tall, and with a horrific, toothy grin and narrow eyes, you catch its face as it peeks at you from under its arm, reeling back with a rod of torrents. That looks comfortable. Gross. You need to roll for initiative, and as you begin to move towards Bones's now evil witch appearance, which is not actually Bones, but a witch, before you appears a Dream Eater blocking your way. How, how blocking my way is blocking my way? Blocking your way, like in oh, front literally? of you. Yeah, Ooh, like that's, that's just appears in front of you. And behind you, another one appears as well, next to um, Shmalahand and Sirocto. And another one appears somewhat diagonal of stars and nearby of spark as well this witch laughs maniacally <laughs> and a blue strand appears in the air from the tip of the rod twisted and knotted around the seal encasing the witch anemone and a crack begins to travel up the seal oh no all of you roll for initiative i ain't do evil witches 24 18 total uh 20 total uh, 16. Let the record show that I 100% called this. This is a surprise round for you guys. Does that make sense? Yeah, it sounds like I'm going to get punched in the face. You're about to get punched in the face. Oh, I really don't like getting punched Ow. in the face now. You're about to get, um... Oh, no. Whacked. Okay, so, Malahand, you guys are connected. We're just going to assume Sirocco is on top of your head at all times. So. At all times. There you go. All right, so I'm... By okay. the back, and it looks like there is currently a dream eater staring me down in the face, trying to suck up my face. From behind you appears one of these dream eaters, a monstrous-looking creature that floats in the air and has tentacles attached to its body, like little Cthulhu baby monsters, as we described <laughs> before. It has a beak on the front of it, and it almost reminds you of a bird's beak, and its Wait, so, so, body kind of reminds you of a brain. So this thing kind of looks like a cephalopod. A little bit like a cephalopod. Sir Octo, can you communicate with them and tell them to go away? What, what, no! Oh. Uh, well, I just thought they kind of... Well, anyway, Schmalahan, this thing I'm is going to be... Uh, yeah, it's going to do please a thing. Please don't touch me. I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw. I don't like that, but I am proficient in it. Uh, 23. Okay. You feel a tug on your inner being as if something is trying to tear out your soul. Excuse you? I 
I've been touched inappropriately in many ways today, and I do not appreciate this. Well, anyway, it hisses at you as it like almost reaches out its tentacles. And as you feel this thing pulling against your soul, you manage to hold your own against it. And it shrieks in frustration as it is unable to get you with its ability. Glad that didn't happen. It probably would have hurt. Copper? Yeah. You are... I need you to roll a wisdom saving throw. No. <laughs> don't know me, Wilson. <laughs> 17. You feel a strong tug, again, similar to what Shmelaham is feeling. Something deep within your being is that your soul was being grasped at and almost scratched, but you withhold. Oh, that, that, and another shriek thing. emanates from this one that is in front of you. Oh, can you just stop? That noise is really bad. For stars, I need you to roll wisdom saving throw. Don't fail, Daniel. You can do it. 18. Stas, in your very inner being, you feel a strong pull against your soul, as if something is trying to rip pieces of it apart. I do not consent to this. But you resist it, and you feel the grasp of almost like these tentacles inside of yourself, like, shriek back, and this creature screams loudly. The witch over near the statue of an enemy. <laughs> beware, beware. Her toothy maw and iron claws will get you and gobble you up. Are you speaking in the third person? She throws down the rod of torrents onto the ground while the blue strand remains attached and you continue to see cracks form on the statue of Anemone. Wait, without the rod of torrents anymore? Yeah, without the rod of torrents. Oh, okay. It has begun. My work is almost complete. She marches in your direction, but she only takes a small step towards you. Come, come, children. All right. Now, to the top of the round, it is Spark's turn. Oh, okay. Um, So I take out my rapier and attack the nearest gross thingy. So you, I assume, would approach the one that is to your left if you were facing the statue. You approach that one. You take a step forward, and you need to make an attack roll against that, please. I attack. Fifteen. Your rapier, holding it in your mouth, you try to swipe at it. Your skill with a rapier is a little bit shaky, and it lifts its tentacles up just above your rapier as it you pass through underneath of it. Drats. And you miss. Schmalahan. Oh, I'm up next? No. Then, oh. Then. I say this because I'm looking at you. Oh, please don't. Just don't. Ahem. So, the Dream Eater lunges forward with its body. And misses. It does indeed miss. Yes. It almost flies above you, oh. misjudging, as actually Octo pushes its body away up in the air, almost like a balloon. Oh, look at you using some misdirection. What, what? I was quite proficient in the war. Oh, there was a war? The Dream Eater basically flew past uh, a little bit and okay. flew past above you. I don't like him. And then it disappears. Oh, that's good. I like him. Okay, next up, Copper, it is your turn. All right, I'll turn into a bear. Okay, so Copper, you become Big Fat Boy. Oh, that's a little rude. I mean, I say that this bear's been on a diet recently. He's rather lean and musculature. Okay, so this thing is basically like floating above you slightly. So it's above me. Slightly. 
therefore not in front of me. Yeah. I move up to the witch and I hit it because I go under the thing that's flying above me. You take your movement, you use your bonus action, you may now try to hit the witch. All right, uh, multi-attack, spike fall. 26 hit. A 26, it yes. does hit. And a 24? A 24 does hit. Okay, cool. All right, the bite does eight damage and the claw does 13 damage. That is your turn. Spark, the dream eater that is in front of you lunges out and it envelops your body oh, and good. closes your mouth with its, well, not really closes it, it basically it's grappling you. That doesn't sound good, Snow. And you take nine damage as its body mm. comes in contact, like just with full force against yours, and you take nine bludgeoning damage. Ow. Well, I have Uncanny oh. Dodge, which halves the amount of damage that I have uh, against me if I see the enemy attacker. Does that work if you're grappled? I don't know. It just says I can use my reaction uh, to have the attack- attacker's damage against me. That sounds right. Okay. So, yeah, you would have the damage, but you are still grappled. Do I take four or five? Or four and a half. You have the damage, so you roll okay. up. So it'd be five. Ow, 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 ow. That hurt. Staz, it is your turn. Ooh. Hey, there's a thing floating above me. I'm going to shoot a arrow at the Dream Eater next to Copper. Oh, you mean above me? Above Copper. Yeah, that thing's like ominously looming about. Okay, roll to hit. Uh, nine. Yeah, with the proficiency and um, with your dexterity mod. Uh, that's your first one. Do you make another attack? Yes. Do you the same number? Yes. That's impressive. Yes. That is impressive. It's very impressive. So it's another nine, huh? Stars, you noose an arrow initially, and then you loose it. It flies just past the Dream Eater, and the Dream Eater just lifts itself above the arrow as it flies, and sort of, in a weird way, smiles with his toothy grin in this beak. It's kind of weird. It's got teeth in the beak. You loose another arrow, and again, the Dream Eater dodges it, and it seems to just laugh in your head. Uh, Snow? Yeah? You mentioned that the... Schmalahan, it is your turn. The old creepy lady dropped the scepter on the ground. Where is it? It is just about ten feet away from the statue. Okay. I would like to use the withdraw action, I'm pretty sure, which allows me to move twice my base movement speed and... I believe because I'm withdrawing does not provoke attacks of opportunity, and I would like to withdraw away all the way to the scepter. As you begin to move forward, you bump into something that is blocking your path. Oh, I walk around it? (laughs) As you bump into it, the Dream Eater appears in front of you again. Oh, so they're just invisible. They're still physically here. That's interesting. Can I move around it? That would provoke an attack opportunity. That's fine. I want to move up to Spark. Okay. So, Shmalahan, you how do you how do you go about this? I just go to the side of it. I just go to the left-hand side where edging the water, and I walk straight up to Spark. Shmalahan, as you walk past, the Dream Eater attempts to smack you again with one of its tentacles, and it just brushes off of your armor. That's why we have full plate. Hopper, the Dream yep. Eater that was hovering above you, comes down and... What is your AC as a bear? It should be 18 still. The Dream Eater takes its tentacle and comes over, like kind of hovers over your body towards your face and it hits you on your face. And while it's doing that, it is attempting, it basically succeeds on grappling you around your mouth. Oh, Um, Oh, that's weird. Yeah. You can still open and close it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's kind of awkward. It's a little weird. It is a little weird. Okay. So you take... 11 damage. Does that count as bludgeoning, piercing, or slashing damage? It's bludgeoning damage. Okay, so I take half. Okay. Sounds good. 
So you said it was 11, so it'll be six? Yes. Okay, thank you. In your bear form, yeah. you look ferocious, but this I do. witch Urgh. looks even more grotesque oh. and disgusting. Oh, are you sure she's not the ugly one still? She has scars all over her body and, and just malformed features. Toothy grin with jagged teeth. She smiles, and again she says, Beware, beware! Her toothy maul and iron claws will get you and gobble you up. And she is going to reach out with her mouth and bite you. Oh, that probably hurts, doesn't it? So I don't like how many dice you're rolling right now. You take eight piercing damage. Okay. And you take 16 slashing damage as she uses her right hand and claws at you. And you actually do see like these almost iron jagged nails as they slash across you. And she's going to take her left hand and then swing that at you as well. Wait, she has multiple of these? She has three? And you take 15 damage from that left claw as well. So she does a bite and two claws against you. Snow, that was like almost all of my bear's HP in one round. Yeah, why? Why are you doing this, Snow? Wah. Okay, everybody join in. Wah. 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 I'm only doing what you asked. I did not ask for this. Listen, you have, what, three health bars you can go through? Hey, listen, that's besides the point, Snow. Okay, Spark, it is your turn. Oh, wait, I see a thing here. It says, if you're caught in a grapple, often the best course of action is to just keep attacking the grappler until they die. So I'm just going to attack with my my rapier. Um, Go ahead and make your attack roll. Oof. It's not good. That's a 12. That's worse than last time. It was a 12? Yeah. You try to turn your head with the rapier, but you find that it's kind of hard to get the rapier to hit just right. You know that if you tried again, maybe you would be able to hit it. It's not impossible. All right, so, Shmalahan. Yeah? The Dream Eater. Okay. That you stepped around. Yeah? Moves towards you, floating oh. in the air, and it is going to try and hit you. Please don't. <laughs> I don't like the way you're cackling the snow. Mm. That doesn't make me feel very comfortable. Okay, you take 12 damage. Oof! Bludgeoning. That doesn't matter, it's an oof! All right, and you find yourself being grappled. Can we not be grappled? That'd no, be you, nice. No, you're grappled. I don't have a way to get out of this. Does grappling give me a negative for casting spells? Uh, I believe that you... It gets an attack of opportunity against you. Okay, that's it. That's, that's fine. I believe. Um, that was its turn. Copper, it is your turn. Oh, um, nom, 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 nom. Okay, make your attacks. Cool. Listen, I had to make something that it had to go up against you. What do you mean, go up against me? Uh, it's a 21 to hit. It hits all your damage. Okay, that is the bite. 12 damage. FYI, I just realized, um, these are small creatures. It could not grapple the bear. So it's basically just resting on your head like a hat. Oh, it's adorable. <laughs> hey, wait. Smell hat. <laughs> hey, Sorocco, I've got one of you on me. It's less friendly, though. And it's trying to squeeze, but it can't reach around your bare head. What, what? That is terrible. Terrible, I must say. All right, so, oh. Copper, it is your turn still. What is your damage? Oh, well, the first one was 12. First and, one was 12. I gotta confirm a critical for my claw attack. Okay, please confirm a critical. There's a... 20 hit? Yes. Oh, that is 26 damage. So, um, you, again, take your teeth and you bite back into her, getting her back for the bite that she made into your muscular shoulder. Mm. And then you rear back and you claw her. And yeah. you see a big, just oozing green yeah, like, stuff mm. just fall out of her chest. Give and she ooze. actually sneers at you. <laughs> I like those sound effects, Snow. Thank 
you. I can tell you can practice them in the mirror. Really getting into character. Snow throws. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm just saying. You're, Snow it's throws real. the, the GM look at him, The DMing book ah, at him. The Snow. I'm just saying. You're doing a good job. It's lifelike. I could almost believe you're a witch. Wilson? <laughs> yeah. You know, I don't have to keep you alive. What is that supposed to do? Please don't, please don't kill Copper. I love Copper. <laughs> he might go to the farm today. Mm. Oh, that, that, that's fine. He'll, he'll All very right. happily there. It's much more peaceful there than it is here. I'll tell you that much. Okay, so Spark, <laughs> you are once again being slepid. Ow. It's basically like wearing a hat that keeps smacking your face, by the way. That's the way I imagine it. I'm going to sell those. <laughs> I'm going to make a hat that does that, and I'm going to sell those. Okay, <laughs> you take nine damage. So I'm taking five damage again. All right, Stas, it is your turn. Yay. Stas, buddy, can you help me out here? Uh, who do you want me to shoot? Hey, Stas, shoot my hat. Okay, so 19 plus a three for the proficiency bonus, plus another three. So that's so your first. That 25. does hit. Th- that hits. Roll again. Uh, 25 for that one. That also hits. Please roll your damage for both. Uh, it's a D. Did you roll two 19s? No, I rolled an 18. 24, if it doesn't matter. Oh, I can't add it today, apparently. That's what I meant to say. I'm sorry. Gotcha. Uh, 14 total. You see two arrows thunk into its rear, basically, like behind it. It's not into its butt, but like into some of the brainy matter of it. And it does screech, but it does not perish. No. Yet. Shmalahan, it is your turn. Uh, you might want to get up there and heal copper at some point if you're not I, careful. I am trying. Gosh, no. So you are being grappled. I have to escape the grapple first, then don't I? Is that a move action? Not according to the creature that I built. So yeah, it's just my strength athletics contested by your strength athletic. So I guess we both just roll? Yeah. Okay. Uh, 21? You fail. Fail? Yes, you are unable to escape it. Oh. Uh, Yeah, so uh, Copper, this thing didn't actually grapple you the first time, so it's just going to smack you again. What is Copper's AC? Oh, uh, 18. It does hit. Oof. You take nine bludgeoning damage. But it is unable to grapple you once again as it That's just good. kind of hovers up above your head, smacks you, and then sits back down. That's nice. <laughs> Thanks, bud. I'm glad you got a nice little party out here. How's, how's your health doing? Uh, three. Oh, that's okay. my that's my bear's HP though. So I still have my entire copper health bar, which is sixty-five. Okay, so uh, the witch cackles again. Yeah, and she doesn't hit me, right? She's a nice lady. Hey, uh, Stas, can you take care of this hat for me? Trying. Okay. So, this time around, she goes in and she attempts to bite at you, but you move your shoulder just slightly and she actually mm. misses as her teeth just chomp down. You almost hear, like, this metallic, like, crunching sound. She does shriek. And then she tries to use her talon-like nails to try and claw at you again, but she just brushes against your fur. Aren't you lucky? I'm very lucky. <laughs> Bark, it is your turn. You are still being grappled by this thing. Uh... You can't move, but you can attack it, or you can attempt to escape the grapple. I'm going to do incessant barking. Once per long rest, I may affect all creatures within a 15-feet cube. The targets must make wisdom saving throw on a failed save. It takes 2d8 damage and must immediately use its reaction. If available to move as far away as its speed allows it away from me, the creature doesn't move into obvious dangerous ground, such as fire or a pit. On a successful save, the target takes half as much damage and doesn't have to move away. Okay. Oh, but that could um, free us from all the grapples. 
So your incessant barking, let me ask you really quick. Do you know what kind of damage it is? It doesn't say, and it didn't say in the thing. It just said 2d8 damage. It's a DC, DC plus 10 plus your level. So that's a DC 16. Oh, it does force damage. Force damage is weird. I just realized that's what it was. Hey, sound has force. The one on top of your head maintains its grip on you, but the other two do end up moving away. So uh, the one on top of you, Shmalhan, does go away, and it actually does seem to disappear. Oh, well, that's nice. It's not near me. The one that is on top of Copper, so it moves to the left of you and also disappears Okay. from your vision. Okay? Yep. Now will someone get this thing off of me? And they took two D8s of damage. I need you to roll the damage for the ones that... Um, yeah, and I'll do the half of the other ones. I need you to roll those two D8s. 13? Yeah, next up. That one skipped. Copper, it is your turn. All right, yeah, I'm just going to attack it again. Okay. 24 and 22. Okay, both hit. Please roll your damage. 14 for the first bite and 15 for the claw attack. As you manage to get your bite and your claw in, you, you do latch onto her and you see more of this greenish, just nasty, pustulous ooze come out of her and you claw her again and she falls to one knee. <laughs> and as she does, you hear... The stone behind her begin to crack until finally it seems to explode oh, and fall God. away. That's bad. Bad news burst. And, Copper, you see the rod of horns on the ground when you look, but you also see a similar picture to what you saw when Gladys arose from her stone prison. She rises up a pale and crippled figure. She appears to be haggard, her skin blue in color. She actually appears to have webbed fingers and gills on the side of her neck. And she looks up, and at that moment, the dream eaters that had disappeared appear around Gladys, blocking her from your view, and a puff of smoke appears. You hear the sound of a portal open up behind them, and then nothing. Oh, what? Nothing. Are they all gone? The dream eater that was on top of Spark's head lets go using a withdrawal action, and it disappears from your view. The, the real question is, did they take the Rod of Torrents with them? The Rod of Torrents remains on the ground. Okay. Broken. Oh, maybe we can find someone to fix this. I mean, we're gonna have to. Now that the third sister's awake, at least we have all three of the relics in whatever state they are. If we bring them back, I'm sure we'll be able to find something. We have to. First, uh, aside from this staff and getting it fixed. The first thing we need to do, though, is find Uther. Yeah, and figure out what happened to Sandy. As you guys stand there trying to figure out what exactly you need to do next, the path that had closed before that Bones had opened up originally opens up again. And this time, you see Jack, the black cat, standing on the path, his <laughs> tail. Well, it's good to see you, too. And he licks his paw. How long have you been there? I just got here. How'd you open up the path? He rolls onto his back and he doesn't answer. That's not an answer. He still does not answer you. What? 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 Amazing. It's a magic cat. <gasps> a magic cat? Oh, I love kittens. I run I run up and lick it. <laughs> okay, Shmalahan, you run up to lick Jack. Yep. And you splash through the water yep. as you do so. And you run up and you lick him and he just tolerates it and sits there. So, have you figured out what you are needing to do? Oh, I think we need to. We've got all three of the artifacts, but I think we need to bring them all together and see if we can seal the witches. But some of them are in a little bad condition. Mm, 
that does sound unfortunate. Perhaps you need to return to Dream Island. There are some things going on there as well. Yeah, but Bones was the person who brought us here, and we don't know where he is anymore, or if he ever was on our side. We don't even have a portal to get back, do we? Jack, hers. Follow me. Okay. All right. Oh, I, I turn out a bear for him. I follow him as a beagle. Okay. The path remains open as he waits for you all to follow him. Okay. I follow him. Does everybody follow? Yes. Yep. All right. So, all of you follow Jack the Black Cat back to the beach where you were before all of this mess occurred. Well, at least we got a new friend. You see as you look up that the town of Brienne seems to be in disarray. Oh, that's not good. I guess Gladys got there before she got to us. No, I think it was from your meddling in the Rod's place. What? We didn't really do anything with the Rod. Was it not you that caused the earthquake? Oh. Uh, okay, to be fair, oops. we do kind of need that to save the world. So, like, you know what they say, you gotta crack a few eggs to make an omelet. Well, I can't open a portal, but I'm sure one of you can pilot a boat. Yep. That would indeed be me. <laughs> you see that he has somehow has gotten a small dinghy on the beach for you. Well, you are a magic cat. He flicks his tail and licks his paw. All right, well, I guess the only thing really left to do is go back to Dream Island. I kind of feel bad for all the people up in Brienne, though. You should. It is your fault. Wow, okay, make me feel bad then. I go there instead. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I know this is really important, but I don't think we need everyone to go deliver the one rod. So I feel like I have to stay behind, especially since it is kind of us who caused this mess. I'm going to head up to Brienne to see if there's anything I can do to help the townspeople while you return to the island. Come and get me with a magic portal or something once everything settles down, okay? Jack looks at you. Are you sure you want to go there? They don't exactly welcome your kind. I have to do everything I can to help. That's my creed. Very well. And he just turns his back towards you and faces the rest of you as you walk off Schmalahan towards Brienne. Schmalahan would run off to Brienne. And for the rest of you, will you continue on your journey here? Well, I'm the only one who can pilot a boat, so I guess I don't have a choice. <laughs> and I don't trust anyone else with this rod from now on. Last time I did, someone handed it to an evil witch. <laughs> Dog glares in Beagle. He smiles. This is your last chance. If you feel that this journey is too dangerous for you, or if you feel that you're not right for the job, this would be your chance to get out. Well, I feel like Stas is kind of stuck with us because he has to pilot the boat. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just letting you know what you find at Dream Island may not be what you're looking for. Why is this cat always so cryptic? Yeah, I know. Like, give us a straight answer. What happened? He smiles. Cats can smile. That's weird. Okay. I hop on the boat. Stas, let's go. Is Spark on the boat as well? Yes. I don't know. Spark, get your butt on the boat. I'm on the boat. However, I'm barking at the water too. Spark nervously gets on the boat and is barking at the water. Stas is thinking to himself, I swear, if he barks the whole way, I'm going to drown him. <laughs> I'm going to drown him. Don't tell me you also have a pact with the water and you're working against him. <laughs> he thought this. He didn't say it out loud. And the, the later on, the narrator, he barked the whole way. He barked the entire way and was found dead the next morning. <laughs> so, you guys get into the boat. Stas pushes the boat into the water and he gets the sail ready. And 
you, with your experience, are able to sail the boat back towards Dream Island. Of course, Spark barking almost the entire way until you spot what is left of Dream Island, that is, and you arrive on the beach. Passing through the original barrier, you don't see the lush, vibrant land that was there before. It appears to be decimated, fires lit everywhere, trees burning. It appears that something is very, very wrong. And that is where we're going to leave off on this part of Odd Doggies. On a really somber, sad note. Yeah, like, leave us on a really depressing <laughs> note right after Christmas snow. Listen, where there is darkness, there the light will also be. Yeah, except the light just, like, handed over a staff, and now there's a really ugly lady roaming about, and literally everything I can see is on fire. That's okay. You'll fix it. I guess fire does produce light, so you're not wrong. <laughs> well, good job, guys. You got through this. Um... Is it a good job? Is that what you call a good job, Snow? There yeah. were no puppies involved. I was promised puppies. You are the puppy. <sighs> well, you didn't go into one of the houses that had puppies. Uh, Gosh. Okay. Well, wait, you mean the houses that are on fire? <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. There was a house on Dream Island. That is now on fire. It's not necessarily. The puppies are safe. Okay, that is good. Thank you for reassuring me. Yes, well, hello, foundlings. Thank you so much for listening. Yay. Don't worry. Everything should get better in the coming future, which is hopefully the last of these witches, which will be next, the next part. We'll see when we get a chance to get that one running. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Odd Doggies. If you enjoyed it, please make sure you leave us a rating and a review on iTunes, Podchaser, or wherever you listen to your podcasts if you're able to leave us a review. Hey, and make sure you send us a screenshot of that review on our social medias like on Twitter or Instagram at RollFound or on Facebook at Missing Role Player Found. And if you do that, guess what? You know what? I think we'll send you a sticker. This time only. You understand me? All right. So... Thank you again so much, foundlings, for listening to this episode. We are so happy that you joined us with the possum adventures of the puppers over here. I'm sorry that it's a dark story. <laughs> it will get better. I promise. <laughs> Make sure you go check out our merch store. I'm being glared at. Go see our merchandise. And if you want to wear merchandise from the show, please go to our website, missingroleplayerfound.com. And also remember, foundlings, the Odd Guild will be back too. And so will the Gate Chronicles in February. We love you. And uh, yeah, we will see you. Uh, we're actually in the new year. So yeah, we see you this year. So bye. Bye. Also, I'm sorry. Justin, take it away. I'm Justin. Uh, yes, this was a lot of fun, you guys. Uh, anyone wants to hear what I do, just check out Lake Gaming Arena. And since we're in the new year, we have put, uh, we will have our Game of the Year stuff up. It turned into a three-episode long thing instead of a one or two episode thing, which I was planning, but it's a lot of cool content and us just talking about cool games and mostly stuff that came out this last year. And we crowned a winner of it all. So that's it's a good time. Definitely check out the Lit Gaming Awards. All right. Like I said, bye, foundlings. Bye. bye. There were not enough puppies. <laughs>